0: year after year we're told not to leave dogs in the car during hot weather but we continue to do it and we have to face the consequences now according to recent research carried out for the animal charity blue cross dog owners behavior doesn't change when it's hot and they feel guilty if they don't take their dog for a walk at least once a day even in very hot weather With me on the line tonight is Tracy Jennifer from the Blue Cross to take us through the research findings and to find out how best to look after all of our pets, not just dogs, in hot weather. And she's there now. Good evening, Tracy. Hello. Tracy, thank you very much for joining me this evening. Um, Tell me about the Blue Cross as uh, an organisation.
1: Yeah, we've been going for 125 years um, and we rehome dogs, cats, horses and small pets And we've also got some veterinary hospitals um, that um, help people on low incomes to look after their pets. We do education and behaviour work as well.
0: Do you get any state funding for the work that you do or because are you a charity and therefore self-funding?
1: No, we're self-funding. So we have to, uh, every year, uh, January the 1st, we start with, you know, naught, and we have to fundraise all of our money. So we've got some shops that people might have seen. We also um, have money left to us in legacies. We do lots of fundraising. There are all sorts of ways to get that money in.
0: I mean, roughly uh, and obviously without breaching confidences, give me a rough idea of what your operating costs are because they must be astronomical.
1: Yeah, they run into the millions. We we are a large charity. We have over 50 sites, which we include our shops, and we help thousands and thousands of animals. We have paid staff, but we have three times as many volunteers that help us so yeah it's a big operation and it does cost um but we think we we take good care of that money and and um, make sure that it reaches the animals that need the help
0: tell me about your role then within the organization
1: Yes, well, I, I started 19 years ago at Blue Cross um, in, in their education team. I was their first education officer um, going out about in the community, looking after volunteers as well who, who go out and do talks in schools. Um, and from that, I, I worked my way up to manager, and now I'm head of welfare and education at Blue Cross. Um, during my time, I've also uh, was lucky enough to work with our pet bereavement support service, that run uh, a nationwide helpline for people who are suffering from that um you know the the effects
0: of pet loss really Mm, i mean you know it's 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 just the same as losing a member of your family because you know your pet is very clearly a member of your family but something i you hear sometimes is that perhaps where you've got two dogs or two cats or or more than one of the same type of animal and one of them dies Mm -hmm. uh, not only do do the humans feel that that sense of loss and bereavement but the other animals do as well i mean how how can you get how can you deal with that
1: it, it is really hard isn't it because you're you're feeling so sad and and they they're they're um suffering too and um, it, it's a time time is the healer and um, i think it's about being close to them keeping their routine the same it just getting allowing them and supporting them to, to come through it and they do at the end um, but it can take it take a few weeks really for them to sort of get back into their normal sort of vibe you're know, eating right and playing and that sort of thing
0: now we'll talk about this uh, survey that that was done for blue cross uh, and you found out that dog owners behavior seems not to change when it's hot um so what you tell me about the study first of all what was its key objective and what did you learn from it
1: yes well we, we um interviewed well we surveyed over a thousand dog owners to find out about their behavior um during hot weather um and to find out sort of what 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 their motivations were and what their behavior were. And we found that people were sticking to their routine because um, around um, 20% of them just felt guilty if they didn't walk their dog, Um, even if the weather was really hot. We found 13% would still continue to walk their dog if temperatures were over 40 degrees, which is uh, incredible. So we're here to say, don't don't feel guilty. You, You need to keep your dog in if that was the extreme temperatures are there. and even if it's just a warm a warm day or or a muggy day and quite humid we need to take it easier with our dogs because particularly the older ones and um, the ones that are a bit overweight you know your flat faced breeds as well who have problems breathing will have real, yeah, real struggles in the hot and humid weather so you need to take it easy and also take it easy with the play not just um, walking but also playing
0: as well i mean i was saying earlier on our pets have permanent fur coats you know we we can dress as appropriate but but they don't have the choice so mm. they really i mean those are quite surprising um results really i bet that that mm. surprised you and and your colleagues
1: yes we were really surprised um and and you mentioned earlier that um you know 16% leave their dogs in hot cars and and we just hope that that message would have got through to people. You shouldn't be leaving your dogs, even if the windows open a bit in hot cars. They don't sweat like we do. They sweat a little bit through their pores, but mostly they lose heat through panting and sort of Mm -hmm. evaporation through their nose and their lungs by panting. And they just increase the panting um, and uh, they're dehydrating at the same time and when their body can no longer keep at it its core temperature it starts to build and in hot cars it happens so quickly um and then they they suffer from heat stroke and exhaustion um and and they can die quite quickly
0: but i mean i don't know we just seem so ignorant don't we really, about the effects that hot weather has on dogs? Why do you think we're ignorant and what can Blue Cross and perhaps other organisations do to change people's behaviour and promote better learning?
1: Well I mean, I'm in the education game so that's, that's sort of you know what I do and it's really important to get the message out. I think there have been quite a lot of campaigns and things in the past and People know not to do it, but maybe the circumstance happens and they you know, they go somewhere for the day and realise that they can't take the dog in with them. Or um, or they you know, they just pop into the shop and they think it'll be okay to leave the dog for five minutes and then they leave they see a friend and they start talking and it gets longer. So I think it's circumstance. I think it's about looking ahead, thinking about your your pet and actually it's better to leave them at home than it is to take them on the car and, and then have to, you know, leave them in the car. You just simply can't do it. Um it it's uh it, you really don't want to be distressing your pet and you don't want to be di- you know, uh, leaving him to die and cooking that car. So um we need to just try and get that message out and, and sort of you know, think say so think ahead and challenge people, you know, if if your your friend's thinking of taking their dog in the car say, is that the best idea? Could, you know, what about leaving it at home today?
0: I must admit, I mean I I've been out and about over you know the intense hot weather um mm-hmm. as I'm, you know most of us have and i have to say i don't think i've consciously seen anybody leave a dog in a car not where i live anyway so i mean that that's good news but clearly from the research that you you've done uh people do and what what would you say is the most common heat related health issues that dogs face
1: um, when they say so when they overheat, they they dehydrate mm. and and they start to warm up. Um, we do see burnt pores as well in hot weather. So um, obviously pavements get hot. Also artificial turf, which some people like in their gardens, that is so much more hot, uh, more hotter than you you imagine. Really. So if you're yeah, that that really really gets very hot. Because sort of a plastic, isn't it? I suppose, mm-hmm. but it gets very hot. So we need to be very careful about taking our dogs out in that hot weather. Um, one of the tips we say is, like, take your sock, shoes and socks off and put your foot on a on hot surface, you know, on the pavement or the, the patio and leave it there for sort of um, five or ten seconds and just sort of, you know, count slowly and feel that heat building and see if actually that's going to hurt your your feet because then you're going to take your dog for a walk and it's going to be constantly putting its feet on hot surfaces so it's much better to walk your dogs in the early morning sometimes even late late in the evening it's okay at, at the moment isn't it but and um, that can still be very hot for them but um yeah the cooler parts of the day thinking about walking on the shady side of the street uh, if you're stopping to think I want to talk to somebody, stand in the cool, um, obviously plenty of water and that sort of thing. But you really don't need to exercise in very much at all in, this, in that weather. And, and in the extreme temperatures, don't don't bother you. Know, just let them out in the garden for a wee and, and have them back in. But um, don't feel guilty. Um, in, in the hot weather if you're not going to walk them because it's much better for them to um, to survive
0: really. Now we're talking about hot weather but I suppose adversely in the winter when it's freezing and people take the dog out mm. I, I guess the same sort of thing can happen because it's no different from using that analogy you've just given that you or I take our shoe and sock off and go and walk in the snow or the, or the, the, the freezing ice I guess that doesn't do the, the, an animal much good either.
1: No, some some of the thinner-coated breeds can even get frostbite on the tips of their tails. <laughs> um, so that's a, you know, a condition they can get. But often those if we put coats on our dogs now, so it makes it better. But one of the things in cold weather is um, the salt. On the roads and on the pavements, because then that's uh, going to be on their paws. They come home, they lick it off, and then it, it doesn't do them any good at all. Um, so, uh, salt is a problem in cold weather. But you're right; they can get brains and they can get a bit of frostbite. So, uh, we do need to take care of them. Isn't it sad that we're talking about frostbite in July?
0: <laughs> It'll so be here. <laughs> are there any Are there any particular breeds or types of dogs that are particularly sensitive to heat? I mean, what the, the advice you're giving is across all breeds let's be very clear about that but there are i guess some breeds uh, that are more sensitive uh, than others
1: yes so um the flat face breeds of of dog and cat actually so they're called brachycephalics because they've got a shortened nose Um, and that means they haven't got so much surface area um, and their windpipe is often quite small as well their tongues often lull out and Mm. those dogs have real problems um, panting enough to get rid of that heat um, and they can have breathing problems too. So those dogs are particularly troubled in the hot weather. Um, as well as, as I said, the overweight dogs um, that just can't, eat, that is an insulator um, and elderly dogs as well that will, won't have such an efficient system um, for breathing and heart. So these flat-faced breeds are at, at, you know, can ha- hit difficulties much, far miles sooner than um, dogs with a longer
0: muzzle. What sort of heat-related incidents have you experienced at your hospitals this year?
1: Yes, yeah, so um, we've seen uh, dogs and cats um, collapse from heat stroke. Um, and one of the things, um, when they are overheated like that, the, the core temperature in your body... Has to needs to operate at the right temperature, um, and if it if it gets too hot, then we start to see um, uh, organ failure. So the body does all it can to keep that temperature as it should be, and that's why we pant, you know, the dogs pant, or we sweat. When that goes up, then everything starts to go wrong, um, and um, we need to get that temperature down very quickly, or, or they will die. So um, you need to. Uh, them off and get them to a vet very quickly if you suspect that they're overheating you'll see them um, really struggling to breathe um, if you can see their gums they might look quite sort of um, purpley um, and and they're staggering around sort of uncoordinated so any of those signs we're really concerned about that animal you need to get some cool water on it not freezing cold but cool water on them to try and um, you know, like a bath or a shower to try and cool them off um, and you do need to get um, and also um, they can drink um, cooler water for um, small amounts but you do need to get them to the vet
0: Now if we do have to leave a dog in a car if there's absolutely no alternative um, what can we do to minimise the impact of the heat and the distress on the dog?
1: Okay so um, as you said we're really not uh, saying this, this should happen I would leave somebody with them. You know, a person should sit in there with them. All the windows open, um, shades up, and somebody should stay with them and they should have water. Um, We shouldn't be leaving them alone. We should be monitoring them because it can happen so quickly. We're talking, you know, within 10 minutes that they're gonna be suffering, um, depending on the temperature. So we want um, the, the car in shade. We want windows open so there's lots of air circulating and we want somebody sat with
0: them. Okay, that's really good advice there. Now, we're focusing on dogs and uh, obviously we, all ha- we have all sorts of domestic pets. Can you give me some examples of tips that you can offer for cats and perhaps other types of typical um, domestic pets that we have? Yes,
1: yeah, so cats, it's similar to dogs. I mean, they're, they're going to choose when they when they go out anyway, but the flatter-faced breeds of cats um, will we'll have more problems in the, in the sunlight. I think um, probably need to look at um, older cats as well. Sometimes they just nod off in the flower bed, don't they, and, and get very hot. So we need to be keeping an eye on them and they're giving them plenty of water. Um, the other thing is that um, animals that are sharing our gardens like uh, rabbits in, in um, pens and ca- cages, um, rabbits should have, um, always have access to a, a nice big run, but make sure there's shade in there. Um, give them the option of going in, a, in the shade or, or outside in the sunshine and sitting in the sun. So it, it's really important that our animals have choice, um, you know, when they're out, mm-hmm. when they're in the in the garden and, and, and exposed. Horses as well, um, we, you know, we deal with horses, plenty of water, shade again, really important that they have shade.
0: So I mean, really, the overriding thing here is shade and access to cool water. Then,
1: yes, it is. Yeah, and, and with horses, over exercising them as, no, again. No, that's right. Well, um, that that because, makes you uh,
0: hot, makes them hot, doesn't it? It
1: does. Yeah, it really does. And then they've got up on top as well, often. So um, yeah, give them give make it a bit easier. Right in the, in the uh, early hours, or, or in the evenings again, not in the sunshine.
0: Well, I live in the countryside, and I very often see people on horses at some ungodly hour in the morning. And I think that that's you know very clearly a good idea. It's interesting what you were saying about cats, though, because my next door neighbours have uh, have um, two cats, um, and uh, we'll we'll talk about Ging. Well, Ging is Ging because he's ginger. He's an old boy, and you know he's got a very very thick coat. And the other morning he was upside down in the most undignified position in my bush in my garden um and i'm thinking you if you're sunbathing mate you're going to get sunburned uh but he must have got terribly 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 hot
1: yes um, and actually you're right about sunburn and um, animals with um you know no pigment in their skin so um white white cats the tips of their ears can get sunburnt um uh and and so so those white animals we do need to look at them and, and obviously tips of ears are are bald aren't they for cats mm-hmm. so um yeah do look at do look at that um also sometimes horses noses are pink can get can get sore too so yeah you do need to look out for that
0: I watched an edition of Countryfile many years ago and they were putting sun cream on pigs because again pigs don't have <laughs> too much hair and again their ears their snouts and whatever they're exposed to to the sun I mean is it a good idea to apply sun cream to our pets or is there stuff that is that is designed for animals that we can use
1: yeah I, I'm not sure about that one um I I would be worried about them licking it off
0: Right. That's what they do
1: when they're clean. So I would take veterinary advice, what advice. You put on your animal's skin. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Um yeah, I mean it it's it's strange that as I say, we focus on dogs and cats. I mean a couple of one of my friends has got two guinea pigs that I keep seeing these photographs on on social media and these two balls of fluff seem to have the run of the lounge and they run through long cardboard tubes and things like that but uh, they always yeah. seem to they always seem to get get plenty of shade in the garden from what i can see so um you know but of course mm. the more you exercise animals they run around much like us humans they get hot i guess and so you know that that's not good for them either as you've been saying yes and
1: i think with those sort of, um, animals with we're, we're tending not to sort of Enforce exercise on them they're choosing it and i think if we can give them sufficient room and shade and and water I, I, you know they're, they're not so bad some of the food that we're giving them of course will be dried food like a pellet or something and that doesn't have the water in it so you need to ensure that they've got plenty of water mm. because they're not getting it from their food which they
0: would in the wild and and as you were saying you know toilet in the garden if you have one and if you don't then uh, you know internally in the litter tray or something like that
1: that's right yeah yeah what yeah. sort of don't uh, take them out don't force them
0: no no fair enough um let's move on to uh, the blue cross um we've talked about the work that your organization does what sort of uh, projects and things have the has the organization got coming up at the moment because i met some of your volunteers mm. a couple of weeks ago as an outside broadcast i was doing in Hale owen and they were hosting the dog show that the at Hale Zoan carnival uh, and i chatted with yeah. a couple of your volunteers there um and uh, you know th- there was all sorts of things going on but you know from a corporate perspective what sort of projects has the organization got forthcoming
1: so one of the things that we've been building over the last year is a network of um, supplies for people on low income so that they can get pet food at their local pet food bank. Um, and we started this uh, last August, we like, we need to do something because mm-hmm. um, obviously with the cost of living crisis is an issue there. So um, we um, then got in touch with um, Pets at Home. Um, and now every Pets at Home store collects food for us, and then we get it from we'll, we'll so from the public donations. We also get donations from the industry as well on, on uh, pet food industry who have food that has a, a lower uh, shelf life, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's distributed to human food banks. So people are able to get their, only have to go one visit, get their own food and can pick up something for their pet. Um, And we know know, that's not the magic wand that's gonna make life easier, but at least you've got food inside the pet and you haven't got to give your food because we found people were were sharing their own food with their animals and going hungry themselves sometimes to feed their pets. So um, we thought it was really important to be able to do that. And that is um, nationwide. That's all. Four nations have um, access to pet food. I mean that
0: that that's a really a really good initiative, and I'd never even considered. I mean, I'm not a pet owner, but I'd never even considered. um, You know, if I was uh, donating to a food bank to donate pet food as well.
1: No, and and some pet food banks um, weren't collecting pet food because they they were obviously concentrating on. On feeding the people, mm. so I think it's been a really welcomed move that they were able to take some pet food from us and and, and distribute it. Some of our sites do that as well, um, and also Blue Cross shops will collect food and again distribute it to their local their local food bank or or um, you know community projects that, that help with food. So yes, it's something we're really we're proud out about. So I think it's all 400 plus um, sites collect food now. Um, these for sort of pet food banks and for animal uh, sorry human food banks but say we, we also have a couple of pet food banks at some of
0: our
1: sites too so yeah it's, it's um it's a sad state of affairs what but it it's well with blue cross helping people at times of crisis
0: now there's a lot to take in there that we've been talking about for this last sort of 25 minutes what would you say are your top five tips uh, for promoting pet welfare in this hot weather when we get it back which we will do
1: yeah yes we will get it back we do want some hot weather so i would say and um, that don't feel guilty about not exercising your dog and not playing with it a lot in the hot weather um the dog might expect to go out you know after dinner or at lunchtime but you need to take the sort of higher hand really and uh not exercise them in the hot weather it's giving them the opportunity to um to, to yeah, release themselves on the nearest bit of grass and get them back in the shade um, if you've got an older dog or an overweight dog or a dog with a flat face again you're gonna have much more um dangers really in the hot weather and the humid weather as well so really take it easy with those dogs and even if you see i don't know your local labrador you know still be able to, to march out and do you know a, a busy walk take it easier with your pets they will you know they, they will be much better for it in, in that sort of weather and um, don't take them in the car with you or if you're going to have to travel travel in early parts of the you know, early parts of the day when it's cooler or overnight um think about your breaks um don't expect when you're on holiday to be able to take your pet everywhere you go and Think about how you're going to how you're going to work that through because um, we need to think ahead. We don't want dogs having to sit in cars um, in hot weather because it really doesn't take very long for them to to, to overheat. Um, and then the the hot pavements, be careful of the hot pavements um, on on paws. And then think about all your other pets as well, and thinking about giving them shade and plenty of water.
0: Do you know, I was sitting, uh, when I was doing that outside broadcast a couple of weeks ago, I was waiting for a couple of colleagues to join me afterwards for lunch, and I sat in my car, and I was on the phone, and I needed to shut the door because there was too much noise going on, and it's amazing how hot that car got. and got. And it's a big car, but it still got yes. hot very quickly, and, and I, I was thinking at the time, you know, this would not be good or even appropriate for, for an animal.
1: No, and and I'm really impressed when some of the big shows, I was at a a big show last summer at the Worcester show, uh, showground, and they cancelled their dog, there's no dogs on site at all because it was so hot in mm-hmm. in summer and, and also some of the big bigger pet shows i know dog fest has cancelled before because it's so hot and that's a big deal for the organizers to have to cancel that because it all you know the the danger is that people won't come along to that you know couple of days of attraction but it's so the right thing to do you know just just don't yeah don't run your dog show it's
0: too quite hot. where can we go for more information then tracy
1: So quite easy,
0: bluecross.org.uk. Super, simple as that. Tracy Jennifer, Head of Welfare Standards, Education and Support Services at the Blue Cross. Thank you very much for talking to Friday Night Live. That is your lot for this episode. You can catch the programme live every Friday night on Black Country Radio from 6 o'clock p.m. And if you like our podcast, please subscribe by heading to blackcountryradio.co.uk forward slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. See you very soon. This is a Black Country Radio podcast presented by me, Clive Payne, and produced by Andy Caddick.